revenue from the dealer network in our SANA webshop at that time. There was SANA 9.0 uh, mm-hmm. platform. Uh, was about 10% of the revenue. And now, three and a half years later, we are at 40. So, yeah, tremendous growth in the online channel. And we are trying to achieve 50% uh, this year. Welcome to the B2B e-commerce talk. My name is Arno and today we are doing an IT stand-up. That means we are interviewing the most important people in running e-commerce, the people from IT. Today I have with me Mark, e-commerce coordinator at Kotab. Welcome Mark. Hi Arno, thanks for the invitation. Yes, nice to be uh, that you are here. And like always I want to start with a stand-up. That's also the way how we started Sana. So yeah, what is your top priority of today Mark? Well, today um, we're testing uh, a customization on our webshop. For a while now, uh, we have a wish that when a customer is checking out in our webshop, if the customer has uh, branches, he's able to select for which branch the order is being placed. Or maybe if he's placing the order for the head office, that gives us more insight in uh, uh, from which uh, shops the revenue uh, is being generated. This functionality has been uh, placed on the test environment and today I've tested it with um, my colleague uh, uh, from IT, he's an ERP uh, process uh, engineer and together with the internal sales uh, department colleague. Okay, so feature testing. And and why do you actually want to capture or want to distinguish where the revenue is coming from? Is Is that important for your statistics or is it just that you can better serve your customers? Uh, well, it's a wish from our commercial department, mm-hmm. from our sales department. They want to have better insight in the in the Dutch market, uh, in our dealer network, uh, where the the revenue is being generated. Interesting. Yeah. Nice. Any hurdle or obstacle for today? Yes. Well, uh, we have an issue with uh, the edit order functionality. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of our customers in the webshop. They are from an older generation and they are not that internet savvy as uh, the digital natives, uh, as I like to call them. Um, so one of our challenges at Kotab is to make the webshop as user-friendly as possible because what might, what's common sense for us is not common sense for a lot of uh, our customers. So we like to help them with using the functionality in the right way. Okay. Uh, that means that uh, the optimization of those uh, user friendliness in the webshop, we do a lot of work there, but we also inform our customers how they should use uh, the different functionalities. And what we have seen lately is that we have multiple customers that want to edit their order, but instead they use a button to replace the order. Okay. So we receive double orders in our ERP system. And that's a user uh, interaction uh, issue. So, um, yeah, that's a hurdle uh, we are to, or an obstacle we are trying to... Uh, yeah, so you're ch- checking clear. if you can maybe, you know, rename the button or something or maybe add a little bit of documentation or a warning message or something that is uh, something you could try to see if that helps. Yes, and I'm working with my uh, colleagues in the marketing department okay. to uh, make an emailing towards uh, our customers explain to it. Uh, explain the, the, the functionality. Yeah. All right. 
what is your KPI? So what is the, uh, is, is there anything you're measuring or you're following on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, those are basically the standard statistics, like mm-hmm. the number of visitors, the recurring visitors, the revenue, of course. Uh, we are growing really fast at CodeUp, and uh, the online e-commerce channel is also growing. So that's something we keep a close eye on, but also more on a product-related level. Uh, of course, the, the webshop, the analytics uh, only give me insight in what's happening at the front end. Mm-hmm. And in the organization, when the orders are being processed, orders change or orders are being canceled. So, But it gives me a good indication of which products are popular, uh, which products might need more attention. Interesting. Yeah, we will definitely talk more about it later today. Yeah, any good news to share from from yesterday or or last week? Yes, actually, we uh, uh, launched our samples. So uh, usually our customers had to email or call our internal sales department to place orders for product samples. So uh, at, at the dealers in uh, in the Netherlands, they, uh, they they can hand out the samples to consumers. But since a few weeks now, the customer can order the samples from uh, our webshop, and they will they are free of charge, and there's also no shipping cost uh, attached. Nice. So doing so, you uh, save a lot of manual work or calls and stuff like that, right? Yes, exactly. It uh, saves a lot of uh, manual work, and it is nice also like. How B2B and B2C is actually working together in a um, in a world that you are in, where you have you know your dealer network actually selling to consumers, but still you can help your dealers with a little bit of consumer functionality. Let's say so. Yes, and that's why we're also uh, focusing on uh, uh, adding our point of sales materials to the webshop. Mm-hmm. So that uh, but that's a project we're working on. So our our dealers can order point of sales materials uh, directly from the webshop yeah, to enrich the in-store experience. Okay, nice, nice. All right, so yeah, maybe we have already talked a little bit, but hopefully then the listeners can can guess where you're, what kind of company you're working with. But can you explain a little bit more about Cotop? So yeah, what is Cotop doing? What is selling? It's a B2B company, that's what we know. But um, yeah, what is, what is Cotop doing? Yeah, Cotop is a a wholesaler in uh, flooring and we deliver uh, to our dealer network throughout the entire country. Uh, We're solely active in the Netherlands Mm -hmm. and we also supply uh, big retailers like uh, Intergamma and uh, Carvey and Hornbach. So all different kind of floors, right? So you have, and that's actually ended up for the consumer. So what you have like carpets, but also wooden uh, or let's say... um, PVC floors or different types of floors you are um, you're producing and wholesaling, right? Yes, uh, laminate floors, vinyl, exactly. uh, PVC, uh, carpet, and PVC is uh, the most popular product group at the moment, and especially uh, floors like with uh, herringbone floors. Uh-huh. Yeah, and nice uh, motive, yes, decorative motive. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. Hey, and, and it's also already a pretty old company, right? So it's, uh, it's, I think it's a family owned business and, and, and already there from, for, for many years. Yes, it's a family uh, owned business. Uh, it's the third generation. Nice. Yeah. I like always these family businesses that, you know, keeps inventing, keeps innovating and, and, and stay relevant and, and, and succeed and grow and grow from there. So. I'm curious also what got you into IT because I believe your background is not in IT, right? 
No, my background in, uh, I, well, I've always had a personal interest in IT and internet. And that started with, on a personal level, uh, information, knowledge, and entertainment. And mm -hmm. at a certain point, at that time, of course, there was no e-commerce at all on the internet. True. And uh, yeah, that evolved naturally. Uh, I did an, uh, an education in uh, marketing and communication. But as time passed, uh, online commerce, uh, the importance of the channel grew and grew. Yeah. And my interest evolved with the growth of that channel. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you had already that interest in technology as well. So then these two, two worlds or huh, the, 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 the interest in, in e-commerce as well. So these, these two worlds were blended together. And I think it's nice that you have now yeah, both the marketing knowledge and, and the technical knowledge to combine it in your, um, in your current role. So for code up, I also saw that you want to, let's say, digitalize the world of, of flooring. Can you explain it a little bit more? I, I also heard already that you, you want to bring that, I'd say, experience for B2C yeah, more to the digital world. So, yeah, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes, on a B2B level, we want to service our clients with easy 24-6 uh, online uh, purchasing uh, uh, channel. Um, on Sunday, our webshop is closed, so we're actually, uh, we operate 24 hours, six days a week. But also other online uh, sales channels are provided for our customers. Um, and uh, we would like to uh, facilitate an inspiration and knowledge platform uh, to the Dutch consumers mm -hmm. where they can uh, find all related information around uh, flooring from technical information to uh, choosing the, the the floor that matches the consumer's taste, but also helping them experience our floors in their own living environment. So we developed 3D uh, room planner tools and a tool where you can photograph, um, for example, your living room and our floors are being projected in that space with all the furniture in your room which stays in the same place. So you really get this authentic feel, look and feel uh, how our product would look in your own room. Nice. Yeah. Now that, that's really what I, what I mentioned before, like these family owned businesses already there for years, but trying to innovate, trying to do new stuff. Yeah. That's, that's really, uh, really impressive. And that's for the consumer actually to support uh, the B2B channel in that sense as well. Uh, but we will talk later about it a little bit more things on the, on the B2B store and how yeah, how these the worlds are, are blended or how these worlds are helping each other. So yeah, let's, let's focus a little bit more in that sense on the B2B store. So you're mentioning Kotop is growing um, very rapidly. What can, you, what can you share about the growth you're having at the moment or uh, yeah, what's going on in the shop? Uh, well, I started at Kotop about three and a half years ago and uh, mm -hmm. Revenue from the dealer network in our Sana webshop at that time, the was Sana 9.0 uh, mm -hmm. platform, uh, was about 10% of the revenue. And um, now, three and a half years later, we are at 40. So, yeah, it's a tremendous growth in the online channel. We are trying to achieve uh, 50% uh, this year, by wow. the end of this year. And that's impressive. Eh? Also, with it, I think it's still a traditional market where people try to call or to email and if you can digitalize that with an e-commerce platform yeah that is that is let's say the struggle but also the the opportunity that 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 companies like you are are taking so 
can you maybe explain a little bit uh, for the listeners? That's always nice, I think, to hear maybe some tips or or on how yeah how how can you stimulate, let's say, this online growth? What what kind of things did you try or did you do to to improve it? Well, uh, yeah, let me start off with that it's a long haul. It's yeah. not something uh, uh, you can accomplish on a very short notice because you're right. The, the flooring industry is a very traditional market. Yeah. And also our sales department are in that sense uh, pretty traditional. that They like to service their customers with uh, one-to-one uh, service, which is great, of course. But um, trying to... Well, we, we did a lot of uh, different efforts to uh, realize that growth. Um, we had an uh, e-commerce uh, support uh, colleague that drove through the entire country to help our less internet-minded customers with using the webshop to place orders. And of course, we monitor um, all the figures to see which of our sales uh, colleagues have the most potential to uh, turn around their customers for online ordering. We do a lot of emailings uh, wherein each time we highlight different functions of the webshop. And I think one of the big steps um, we did lately was we incorporated the webshop in our extranet. We have an extranet called mainkotap.nl. That's mm-hmm. uh, our dealer portal where they log in, they can look up images of all our products they can use for promotional activities they uh, uh, start by themselves. There's a campaign manager where they can join different social media campaigns we are running. There's a a loyalty program in that environment. We have e-learning modules where they can learn how to uh, lay the floors and Mm -hmm. uh, how maintenance is done. But we also built a single sign-on procedure with the SANA webshop. So mm-hmm. our customer logs into mancota.nl once and he can click to the webshop without having to log in again. So it's a seamless experience. And that also brings a lot of growth in the online e-commerce channel because our customers are already online in their own Kotap environment for not only the webshop, but also for other reasons. So that generates extra traffic. And we have uh, worked on some big customizations the last months uh, regarding service complaints and Mm -hmm. return ordering. That was uh, mostly done offline with forms or by calling uh, our internal sales department. All the complaints and return orders were submitted offline by filling in PDF forms and sending mm-hmm. them to our internal sales department. But together with SANA, we built some modules in SANA webshop so customers can return their goods or uh, file a service request okay. easily in the environment. And um, SANA already has some standard functionality for return orders, but mm-hmm. we modified uh, that standard functionality so it fits better to our needs and that's taking away a lot of uh, manual labor as well understood understood yeah very interesting uh, story so far mark with all the things that you have done to um, to to improve the um, let's say the adoption in your um, in your web shop many many things actually it's a, and it's a long um, long journey as you mentioned yeah one thing which was particularly interesting is that you have a both a portal as uh, this my code like a, a portal a function where you have, can find the 
product images, etc. And you have the e-commerce, uh, B2B e-commerce environment. So they work together, right, as, as two separate components. Uh, may I ask you, how, how did you make this portal? What, what kind of software did you use for it? Did you use a content management system or another tool? No, the portal was developed by our uh, advertising agency. Okay. It's built on a headless uh, CMS uh, system. Mm-hmm. And together with the lead developer of our advertising agency and the SANA development team, the single sign-on procedure was built. But as I mentioned, we're in a really traditional market, so uh, we couldn't just flip the switch and so that everybody has to log in through the main code up platform from one day to the to another so we built an extra functionality where the customer when he logs in on codeup.nl in the business to business webshop he gets a notification please be aware that uh, within a month or so you will only be able to log in through your account on maincodeup.nl. and the nice thing actually is that if the customer chooses in that pop-up and he says, okay, I want to uh, log in through mancodeup.nl. The login credentials he has at Sana are being pushed to the mancodeup.nl platform. So he can use his existing uh, Sana credentials to log in to uh, mancodeup.nl and he doesn't have to reset his password. Uh, yeah, so fully integrated and uh, yes, yeah, yeah. N- nice experience in that sense. So yeah, nice. Why I'm asking this is because it's it's more like a trend now that we see uh, uh, maybe composable commerce or uh, in that sense composability in, in 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 system landscapes where you have, for example, a portal solving one part of the of the um, yeah the solution actually supplying one part of the solution. Then you have e-commerce or B2B e-commerce. You have the ERP playing a role there as well. And if you you know all these parts blending together, uh, maybe at some time in the future you maybe also want to switch something. Yeah, that is, I think, yeah, really the future instead of um, just build everything in one big big platform because then you will yeah, build a huge, let's say, thing which is very hard to maintain, I would, uh, I would say, from a technical perspective. So how you solve this now, I think, is uh, uh, together with the agency and together with, uh, with us, I think, is a very elegant, elegant solution. And it seems to work, right? Because, yeah, you, you're uh, growing your adoption rates. But talking more about uh, the ambition of your web shop. So you have, uh, you said, okay, for this year, we want to go to 50%, for example. Any plans for next year? Do you say, of course, you want to get it to 100? Or what do you think is feasible? What is what is the goal? Yeah, that's a good question. And to be honest, uh, I don't know. But it's my constant ambition to keep that number growing. And if mm-hmm. I talk to our internal sales department and I hear that, if you look at the growth at Kota the last few years, that they can manage the, the order stream uh, with the same number of colleagues as they did three years ago. That's all possible because of the uh, growing component of uh, yeah, e-commerce orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, impressive, right? Yes, it, it, it's not that we need less people, but because we are growing so fast that we can manage with the same amount of people, that says a lot, I think, about uh, the contribution uh, contribution our online channel is making. Yeah, awesome, nice. No, that's that's really good. And you you frequently hear that Sana Commerce is, let's say, the IT's choice. So, yeah, would you agree from an e-commerce manager perspective? No, to be honest, in, in our case, that is absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Our IT department uh, supports us by uh, providing a stable connection from our ERP to SANA. Mm -hmm. We run uh, Business Central from Microsoft. And our IT landscape in a fast-growing company as we are, it changes a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's their task to keep that connection stable. Yeah, as the the, the e-commerce channel grows, they also understand the importance. That's also uh, remarkable. When I started three years ago, the webshop, the importance was not always appreciated by everyone. But you notice that uh, the more it grows, the relevance and the importance of keeping it stable and up and running at all times is also... uh, a few years ago, uh, a finance finance colleague of uh, of mine changed some settings in the shipment uh, company table, and resulting in the webshop orders not coming through anymore. And at in that time, my colleagues would say, "Oh, we'll look into it, and we'll be really relaxed, and uh, no big issue. We'll look at it as soon as we have time." And now with such a big uh, revenue part, you notice that if something is wrong on the web shop, everybody is standby to help out and uh, understands the importance that it's always available. So slightly maybe rephrase the question in that sense also that is it helping the uh, you or the um, as an e-commerce manager in terms of, let's say, maintaining the web store eh? because you have to uh, do you need do you you work both probably in the ERP and in in Sana or are you mostly focusing on Sana and everything flows automatically from the ERP into Sana? How uh, can you describe that a little bit? Yes, we rely heavily on the data we have in uh, Business Central. All our article attributes and pricing comes from the ERP, which is actually really nice because um, the prices, of course, and the stock information is updated real time. But uh, at the moment, a challenge we have is that the commercial texts and images are maintained manually. Mm-hmm. And uh, in our online landscape, we also have a product information management system mm-hmm. since uh, one or two years now. And one of the projects in the future is that we, one of the upcoming projects is that we want to see if we can connect SANA to our uh, PIM system. Yes. which is uh, Akineo. If it's a good business case, uh, we want to connect our PIM system to uh, Asana because uh, at the moment we're uh, managing all our content manually. And of mm-hmm. course, uh, it's nice that the prices and stock information and article names and uh, numbers are being transferred from the ERP. Yeah. No, I understand. So yeah, and we see that more often we have uh, many customers with PIM connections. Uh, because also you see that I think in the maturity of your or the company size that you're having or the maturity level you, that you have on your how you're doing e-commerce that yeah you need more than just the functionality which is available in the ERP in terms of product information so then it's yeah it's great that you have um, product information uh, management now in place and actually Mark but that's maybe for the future in in our um, or let's say now in our latest version of our product we have PIM connector as well and the or the APIs and also uh, the first uh, implementation has been done on uh, on the PIM sessions you just mentioned. So, uh, and that will definitely help, I think. I would definitely support it because, yeah, we are here to reduce the manual things, right? And automate it like you are also transforming your business or your customers into placing orders digitally because it saves you a lot of time. And doing so, you can grow with this rapid pace with the same amount of people, right? 
So um, yeah, that's that's what we're trying to achieve for our customers. So yeah, that is um, that is interesting to see to know where the um, where the benefits are. So yeah, so let me see the another another point that I wanted to to check with you is about order errors or and so for example we see a lot with traditional e-commerce systems or maybe with competing products that if you integrate it with an ERP system or try to sync that that there are a lot of troubles or problems let's say yeah sometimes there is no synchronization on stock levels or pricing is different on different platforms and that leads to order errors so yeah customer place some order and then later on maybe price has been changed or something and you have to share some bad news so, so how do you experience that with uh, with Sano? Do you experience any order errors, or yeah, can you explain a little bit more about that? Yes, well, I, I, I'm not advertising Sano, of course, but mm-hmm. um, the amount of or the stability of the platform is really great. We don't have any issues with uh, a lot of downtime, and also uh, order errors have uh, diminished uh, over time. A few years ago, we didn't actually have somebody dedicated to e-commerce at Kotop mm-hmm. and well with my function uh, there's somebody that's always uh, working on the e-commerce side of business and well one of the, the huge issues we had that caused order errors had to do with uh, the edit order functionality mm-hmm. a lot of our customers they didn't realize that they were editing their order in Sana instead of placing a new order yeah. that also had to do with uh that not all our customers are that handy with uh, uh, placing online orders. So we noticed that in some cases, customers where they thought they were placing a new order, but actually they were working in an existing order. So that that caused some order errors, but uh, yeah. That was that more was like also, a usability issue that needed yeah, to be solved there. Yeah. yeah. Technically, well, we didn't have any order issues. It, the order issues that we had uh, were related to uh, usability. Yeah. yeah. No, that's nice to hear. Yeah, maybe because you, of course, are proud e-commerce manager coordinator. What is your what is your favorite feature within your shop? Well, one of my favorite features uh, within the shop is the fact that a lot of processes can be started uh, from within the invoice. Mm-hmm. So if a customer goes to his webshop account and looks up an invoice and he opens that invoice from there, it's a starting point to a lot of other functionalities that benefit the customer, uh, like uh, starting a return order or starting a service request. And um, because they are in the right invoice, um, we also know which products uh, they want service for or mm-hmm. which products they want to return. Yeah, so that, that really, I think, speed up things or make it easier for your, let's say, B2B buyers as well. That, that is also handier for you because then everybody is doing that digitally, right? So they're not calling. Uh, yes, and in their uh, webshop account, they can look up invoices by searching on the invoice number or commission name, for example. Mm-hmm. But to make it even easier, we're working on a customization that uh, a customer can search on the article name or number. Mm-hmm. And Sana returns the invoices for the customer which contain that product. Okay. Because a lot of our customers, they don't remember the order numbers or the commission they place the order for. So that uh, speeds up uh, the process for them. Nice. All right. And is that also the most used feature 
if you look at your statistics or or let's say or are there other areas in the store where let's say more traffic is at or more use well use? we have an implementation with uh, hotjar yep. uh, to analyze uh, our website traffic and also uh, gives us the the opportunity to look into videos of customers surfing uh, the the shop mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of high quality scans of our flooring uh, in the web shop uh, we have a partner in germany uh, that has uh, really high-end scanning equipment uh, they digitize our flooring pictures okay. and uh, yeah it's amazing to see how much those pictures are used uh, by our dealers to look at the details of the structure of our of a flooring product, coloring, um, all the details that you can see in a flooring product. Right. Nice. Nice. And they spend, they can actually spend, I've seen uh, some clients 10, 15 minutes just looking at the, the different uh, uh, textures in the floor and uh, yeah, that, that those pictures are being used a lot. Yeah. yeah, of course. And I think that is especially for something that you are uh, it's a, it's a it's a product that you put in house and it needs to look nice so then these details i think really matter especially for the high quality products that you are distributing and, and and so on so yeah really really great insights we are already more or less running out of time but to summarize a little bit or to recap the interesting things you shared mark is yeah one thing is i think really interesting to hear from you was all different kind of things you can do to to raise the adoption of um, of B2B e-commerce in a traditional market. I think, yeah, it's a long journey, as you mentioned, but there is a lot of things that you can do. Um, Sana is, of course, doing a couple of things uh, are making available in the, in the platform, but there's also a lot about the things around it, right? So how to yeah manage your customers uh, and try to incentivize them to to, to order, um, order online or do business with you online, digitalize the flooring world, let's say it like that. So that was really interesting. And the other thing was yeah, that you mentioned uh, the combination of uh, or, or where that also contributed with a with a platform and an e-commerce solution, huh? how you can combine that. So like a customer portal and an e-commerce platform, how you can combine that um, as composable items and from there build your, you know, yeah, your perfect architecture, let's say, so your perfect landscape and maybe add PIM to this as well in the, in the near future. And uh, yeah, last but not least, yeah, the functionality that you have in your uh, B2B e-commerce store and the benefits there, and also how um, yeah, how your relation is with the uh, with the IT team, and that it was actually the other way around. That first of all, there was maybe less of an attention for e-commerce, but later on there was more when they also said, "Hey, it's getting real. More and more orders are coming in. We have a dedicated person, which is Mark, handling this all." So yeah. Really, um, really see that other perspective once because yeah, we see both worlds obviously. And last but not least, yeah, that you can keep up growing or and the, the fast growth that you're doing as a company without the need of you know hiring extra resources. And that is uh, yeah, that is very impressive. So yeah, thank you very much, Mark, for sharing all those insights. And uh, yeah, hopefully speak to you soon uh, in the next podcast or meetup or meeting. So thank you again, Mark, and uh, see you later. Yeah, thanks uh, for the talk, Arno.